welcome back to our podcast, Everything from Top to Bottom with Thomas and Brett. Woohoo! I'm so excited to be back again. This is episode two we're recording. I can't believe we got to episode two. I know. What an uphill battle. Crazy. So tell me. We're here. Well, let's remind our viewers, our listeners, if we will, how our structure is of our podcast. Right. Well, we're going to give a little update about what's going on in our lives, and then we will move on to kind of our main topic. And then we'll wrap up with? Wrapping up with the hot and ugly of the week. Yeah, your your favorite segment. I mean, for sure. (laughs) Why wouldn't it be? So tell me, what has been happening for you in the last couple weeks since we've chatted? Since we've last chatted. I mean, it's um, been a wild couple weeks. I mean... Life's been wild. What's up with you? Wow, you're just you're specific. I know. Just, uh, well, I, I have an update. Okay. Um, I had four cavities done. Right. Yeah. My Jesus. life. No, I know. And you know what is so annoying about that is I literally I have the top of the line toothbrush. I use amazing toothpaste. Right. I have a water pick flosser, and I use dental floss, and I'm pretty consistent. And I use mouthwash. That's a lot. It is a lot, and somehow I'm getting four cavities. For sure. No, yeah, I mean, I think it just takes one little time, honestly. I hate to tell you, but, I mean, you must have gone to bed or something, like, one night. Okay, one night leads to dental decay for life? Or, like, you got up in the middle of the night, ate some cookies, went back to bed. Like, I don't know what you do. Am I Santa Claus? I don't know. All right. Um, What else isn't happening with me? I mean, that's been the major thing. Um, You were shot at? Why am I sharing my life more? Well, I mean, you've got some things going on. I do. I'm just so fascinating. So uh, my friend Catherine and I, shout out to Catherine, we went to go see the Nutcracker because we got tickets from a friend. For uh, sure. And so we were like, you know what? Let's go. She actually had never seen the Nutcracker before. Okay. So So that's an exciting experience. You know, Christmas. Exciting experience for her. So and it's very holiday, very like family friendly. That's so cute. For sure, like, the kids were out. Sure. The velvet was out. Um, so we ended up trying to get there because it started at six and we left around four thirty. And for some reason, it started to snow. So, with the snow, we got trapped basically on the highway. We're going twenty five miles an hour into the city, and we almost didn't make it. It was probably like six o'clock, and I just parked randomly. It was at the Boston Opera House, and we ran across the Boston Common in the snow, got there at 6.15. The people were yelling at us, get in, we're closing the stage, like, if you don't go in now, like, you're not going to be able to see the play for another 25 minutes until intermission. We rush in, the curtain goes up, they start dancing, and we're trying to find our seats. So we were stressed out to the max, needless to say. Totally. Yeah. And then afterwards, you know, we wanted to eat somewhere fancy, some fine dining. Um, we decided to go to Panera. A you pick two. You like a you pick two? Mm-mm. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to start any beef with any Panera fans. I just. Oh. I, I don't know. <sighs> You're so annoying. I. No, well, who's annoying is you having this long, drawn-out story for, like, literally... You haven't even gotten to the point yet. Okay, well, I will get there. I will get to the point, Yolanda. So what ends up happening is we leave Panera, okay, and it is outside, like, the Moxie and the W in the theater. And you were shot at. No, we weren't shot at, but there was a shooting that was happening, like, diagonally to us, and we heard five gunshots and started running 
the weird part of it was that nobody else ran. I think the weird part was how much you had to tell us, like leading up to that story, to tell us that, like, you I were think it's important at a shooting. Like, I think it's important. All you for... had to say was we were at Panera after the Nutcracker, like there was a shooting. Like, and we could give. I know I was trying to like give you some time to talk about what happened in your week, but that was way too long. You're just dragging me tonight. Okay, you want to know what happened for the past two weeks? SZA dropped a new album. Like SZA dropped a new album. That's what's been happening with my two weeks. I have not stopped listening to the album. It's good. I enjoy it. It's great. I mean, from cavities to SZA. Cavities to SZA. Um, and now we can dive into our topic of the week, which is... Nightlife. And you, you know what? I, I have a feeling that this is going to be a deep conversation. You do? Well, even though it shouldn't be. I mean, nightlife should just be a part of the society. But we'll dive into it. We'll right. dive into it. We're diving in. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right, we'll be right back. Right I've given you the opportunity to match. When? When we matched for Halloween. When we did a little duo thing for Halloween. Who left the club early? Okay, we're not... Who was not wanting to take pictures? Okay, we want to go down that road. Hey, let's go down the road. We totally matched. I gave you that opportunity. No, I was sick the whole weekend, though. Uh-huh. Oh. Did I have a bad... Oh, I think I had a... Was I in that outfit? You're right. I did have a bad night at Club Cafe. And I had... Oh, I was Speaking sick. Speaking of going out. Well, this is a great transition. I guess so. Oh. <laughs> Um, so our next topic of discussion for yeah. this week is around nightlife. Nightlife in the gay community, like nightlife in our Boston. Boston night, yeah, because that's really all we have to go off of. Well, it's all I have to go off of. I mean, you. I guess had, so. You've had more experiences living in New Orleans, living in Austin. Sure. Um, obviously, I've gone out in different cities like New York and Chicago and L.A. and Atlanta, but that's recently. That's not like. Um, like a time period that has elapsed. No, I definitely have a good 10 years of going out at this point. 10 years? Oh my god. Wait. Eight. Okay. I'm like, damn. But I think we can start by talking about Boston culture and how it sucks. There's only... There's like three main places. I guess four. Five. I guess. There's probably like five places in all. But there's two main places we go to. Geographically, and I think this is important to note as well, in other cities, like if you went into West Hollywood or something, all of them are clustered together. So you can bounce around, you can move around. If like a bar isn't your vibe for the night, you can go somewhere else. If you go out in Boston, you really have to pick one place and stay there. Right. Everything here closes at two, like hard. I enjoy the 2 a.m. cutoff because I can go to bed. Right. But what are you going to do? Stay out until 5 a.m.? Doing what? I don't know. That's going what, to other people's houses. Right. That's why I'm not a good going outer. Socializing. Right. No, I mean, we have established that. <laughs> that has been established. If everyone doesn't know that, like, Brett is not that great at going out. He's been telling me for months that he doesn't like going out and well, that it doesn't I, make him happy and I like it's it. not what he wants to do. And so I finally had to learn to just accept that. I like going out under certain circumstances. I like a casual night out where we have a nice dinner and then we go to a bar afterwards and chat or whatever. Like To me, that's a fun night going out. To, totally. me, to me, to go out to some bar that we keep going to that has horrible music, bad vibes, people that don't want to talk to me, and then stay there until 2 a.m. waiting. And then finally the night ends and you come home and you're like, I gain nothing from this experience. The music isn't good. I don't feel like it's, if the music's good and boppy and I like it, then I'm, I'll get into that. But I hate when they play like half a song that I like and they move on to the next one. And I'm like, 
why am I listening to 80s music? For sure. I don't know. And plus, hey, here's also the thing. I mean, oh, and also, like, let's not, I, I'm not that great at going out either. What do you mean? I don't know. I'm not that good at it. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I don't really feel great after going out all the time. But you still go out. You enjoy it. You no, enjoy, I know. I do. You I like do to dance it. and For feel sure. free. And yeah, there's a lot I like about it. I feel like it's what you make. Like it's like life's what you make it. So let's make it rock. Uh, but honestly, like you know what I mean. Like it's like you going into it. Like everyone else can be lame. Like <sighs> you don't have to be lame. But the energy there is just not. It's it, it, it's like you're already at a hundred. And then now you have to go to 150 in order to get to a certain level so that because everyone else is down. No. If you're already at 100, then you should be having, like, it should be fun. If you're, if you're having, like... Well, there's some anxiety to go out. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, again, I think it, that leads back to you just being, like, kind of new. Well, I know. I want to know what's going to happen for the night. I like, I like a plan. But I think that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of the fun for it for me. I mean, like, I know... No, for most people it is. It's the unknown of what, the, what will the night bring. What will the night bring? But then most of the time, the night brings just regret and bad decisions. Totally. So then what? But you learn from these. Like, I I know, like, I don't really regret any of my bad decisions. I make a lot of bad decisions. I make out with a lot of questionable people. Um, Because you can. You know, you do learn from everything. And What do you learn from that? I mean, you learn about yourself. You learn about others. It's hard, like, you learn a lot. I, it's hard to talk about it when I don't want to, like, bring up names and stuff like that. But you learn about, like, dynamics and, like, how other people function. And you learn about, like, friend groups. And, like, you meet someone. And even if it's, like, you say there's five times where you're going out and you don't necessarily meet people that are, like, necessarily cool. Okay, well, you've still gone out and had some fun times dancing. And then there's that one night where you do meet at least one person that all of a sudden is like, oh, well, this is one person now that I can say hi to at a club. I can like be friends with and be cool with and go dancing with. Well, this is my other problem as well. I don't go out enough to where I am a regular to be seen. So like if I go out once a month, I'm like a new face every time. Right. But whose problem is that? Oh, it's mine. But I, I can't get into the city all the time. I don't have the energy all the time to always go out every single week. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of effort for me on my end to do it. And it's expensive. I got other things to do. I got to come back to the house. I have laundry to do. I have to do grocery shopping, you know? If I have other errands or things I need to do during the day, it's like I've lost the weekend. And then I go into Sunday feeling stressed. And then Monday, it's like, what did I do this weekend? Yeah, I guess that's the whole thing is that my, my, my perspective on the weekend is like, this is my time to go out and relax and have fun. So I'm going out and then I like, yeah, I'm in bed. I do do like a workout sometimes. I'm like... Just, but yeah, I'm like smoking a little weed and I'm like chilling on the couch and watching TV and the whole weekend. No, I mean, then I'm also like, I'm, you know, like hanging out with my roommates a little bit. Like I, I do, I go work out. Um, I maybe read a book like, but yeah, like, and then I say, yeah, but I lay in my bed and I jerk off and I like (laughs) hang out and just have a good like time to myself and relax and get away from everyone else that is like constantly in my life. Well, I just haven't I haven't found a balance that works because to me the weekend only partially can be used for rest. Now when I have gone out in different cities, I've had somewhat of a better experience. You don't have the responsibility of being like, there's a freedom involved. Right. We went out every night when I, we were there. And it was like nice to go out, have fun, like dance, feel free, like and just be with a group of people and just talk. Like that was nice too is 
I feel like when I go out here in Boston, like we go to Legacy, which is a more of a club club environment, I can't talk to anybody that night. Like if I want to talk to you, it's to get a message to you. It's not to converse. Like Boston doesn't mingle. Nobody mingles. I mean, at Club Cafe, they mingle. If they know each other. Right. I've never gone to Club Cafe and started a conversation that continued on. It's usually a meet and greet, hello, goodbye. Oh, I have. I went to Club Cafe alone last weekend. Well, that's because you have a you have a better energy to attract the type of people to talk to. So again, it kind of depends on the energy. For sure. you're giving into it. But I hate that I have to go out and then, like, like it's work to go out. And I guess because I view going out to try to be more relaxing, it's not relaxing. It's a freedom. It's not a relaxing. Like, you're poisoning. Like, usually when you're going out, you're poisoning your body with alcohol. You're, like, well, doing other things. You're dancing, like... Hard, like you're usually a little bit more dehydrated like it's not necessarily a relaxing like beneficial thing but what it does do is help you like just release and like that you're supposed to just get, like give up. I feel like I just kind of give up like that's my whole thing is I get to like give up finally like I have been working so hard on this week I have been trying to do everything I can this is my one time to let me just drink listen to music and like do whatever my mouth wants to say and Say whatever I oh, body yeah. wants to do. Like, sure. I guess be, this has always been the base of my issue and why. And this is another piece, too, that's important because I never went out in college. Never did anything until I was, like, 25. Which is not unnormal. No, I'm not saying it's not normal, but I feel like if I had a more of an understanding of it younger, then I would have a different mindset. But I agree. For me to go oh, out. I say that all the time. Oh, God. I do. My age. The problem with it is that when I go out, because it feels like work and effort, and there's to me, there's no such thing as escapism. When you describe the escapism, it sounds like your problems go away. They definitely don't go away. No, that's the whole reason that like I'm leaving the club crying last weekend. Like that's the whole. So then, when is it? When does the nightlife become enjoyable then? To like have to go out and then you're crying and you're feeling an emotional. Like, bender of it. I mean, I think a little bit of what's enjoyable is, like, just drinking and being a little drunk and... This sounds like an alcoholic. Like, I don't know what you're... It's not an alcoholic. (laughs) You're like, oh, the alcohol is so good. It helps my release. Like... Well, on that note, I think we're just going to take a break. I've never made out with a random person in the club. I have. And it's not something I necessarily like. It's a weird line of consent in a club. Like, it's a very... It's a very gray area. In the end of the day, yes, of course, yes is yes and no is no. For sure. But part of consent is being under the influence. And so if the whole room is under the influence of alcohol, like, it's it's weird when you're drunk and you start making out with someone. Well, let's back it up. Somebody approaches you. Okay, fine, yeah. I guess that does make sense in the picture because, yes, what typically happens in clubs is someone approaches me when I'm drunk and presumably they're drunk. Yes. And we start making out. Yeah. When someone approaches me, part of me, there's a sense of me of like, oh, someone's approaching me. Like, that's so cool. Like, I never got this in high school. I never got this really, like, in a lot of other places. It's nice. It's been very secretive. Like, this is so, like, out in the public. Like, people are around and they see. And it's very nice. It's very flattering. For sure. And so you just kind of go along with it until all of a sudden you realize, like, what am I doing? I don't know this person. Do I really want to be doing this? How do I get out of this? I don't want to, you know, I like that attention so much, so I don't want to not have the attention anymore, hurt anyone's feelings, or 
make them feel bad or ha make them have a bad night because I out of everyone know how bad having a bad night at a club is or being embarrassed or being rejected or feeling lame and in the end of the day like is my like I don't know like do I really care that much but all these questions start to come to mind of also like well wait do I, do I know this person does anyone that I know like here right now are, are people what are people watching me that's like very scary like is this gonna get back to anyone is this person friends with anyone that like I don't know they're friends with like it's such a there's so many things that go through your head and all of a sudden it's like wait do I really want to be making out with this person but I've already said yes and consented and so now I'm like in this really weird limbo and that's where a lot of the regret comes in and you say I overthink things sorry was that a lot I don't know I just felt like I had a mouth was going <laughs> That was like I don't even know if the mic was like pointed at me. I think that was the most I have a lot going on. No, I know and that's and the and that is what my brain does as well, which makes it less of a good experience because it's like I view like you just said going out, being free, like a level of like relaxing and leaving things in the week and and what happened during the week. For me to go out and now I have to like manage the emotions of how I'm feeling that I hate to deal with because I hate to deal with all those emotions around um, like sex around uh, romantic relationships dating like all those thoughts like not to say that this like making out in the club involves that but like it uh, it like is a t t it like I don't know tailbones into it no I totally get that I hate it too but in the end of the, like I mean Part of that's why we're starting this podcast because those things are something that we should all be talking about. We shouldn't For hate sure. to deal with. We and should I... want to. We should want to be able to tackle those things and not be scared to face them head on. Two. Don't you kind of like the drama of it all, though? No, you don't. It's you don't think any of it gives you a little bit of like at least something to think about. No, I know it's anxiety ridden. I know it's horrible, but it's at least you're not bored. No, but. I don't. I would like to be bored. That's what I mean. Like that's why I watch The Housewives. But do you really? <laughs> but you were bored. You used to be bored, and you hated it. What do you mean? Well, bo yeah, bored, not doing activity. Now I have to deal with my emotions when I go out to eat. I'd rather did. I'd, I'd, cry, I'd rather cry in bed than cry at the club. Also, here's another piece of it that we're leaving but out as well. At the club is like you're in a Lana Del Rey album. Oh, like it's God. like it's like chic. It's fun. You're in a cute outfit. Okay. Like but here's but here's that's the, part of the fun of also going out. If we're gonna circle back to like that, I love getting ready for it, looking cute. Like that's why like you like the process of getting ready and going out. Whereas for me, it's like a stress to figure out. Okay, I gotta leave by this time. Throw on an outfit. No one cares what you look like anyway. That's so true. It sucks. That's one thing I hate about Boston. Is like. How no one cares. No one gives a shit. You just put your clothes on and go. And then you just show up because nobody cares. And But maybe that's why people approach you because you're the And look, the some, of the new, some of the new girls that I've been seeing, some of these new little college boys, these little tiny twinks, they're be dressing up. So I think it's, you know, up and coming. I think with TikTok, people are like kind of having fun <laughs> with, their, with their outfits a little bit more now. I guess I just, it's like you just give up. Did I just refer to people as younger than me? Yeah, you did. <gasps> I think we could touched a lot of the points that like I have a hard time going out and there's insecurity involved with it and I'm a lame loser when I go out because I have bad energy and when you go out you're, you radiate positivity and approachability and the reason why I'm alone and sad is because you leave me all the time and I just sit on the sideline because I can't do anything without you no but I can't do anything without you either I felt like I really experienced loneliness yes. last weekend when I did go out and well, you, I didn't have you. You went out alone. I'm sure on the outside looked like I had a great time, but I totally like left running and crying. 
Um, but I was impressed that you went alone. You know, people don't want to go out alone. They'll never go out alone. I okay. know. Yeah, I know that I like going out, but I really had to like try, and I was just like, "Well, this is like weird." Right. And it was sad. Well, that's why I continue to go out with you. It's because you want me there. So it's like, well, if someone wants me present, of course I'm going to show up. I know, but I hate forcing you to go. It's like, not forcing wanna, me to go. But I don't want to make you go and it not be fun. I can't always guarantee that. I know. I think my mindset also is that like, if I don't make out with somebody, then it's a loss. Like, If I don't find an attractive thing in the night, then I feel ugly. But I know that's like totally a stupid way to think about totally, it. Totally, because we've gone through plenty of nights where I haven't made out with anyone. When I go out and then you're just dancing and no one approaches you or you try to talk to people and they kind of blow you off. Again, it's part of the process. Rejection is inevitable, like whatever. It's just like it doesn't it doesn't breed an environment of wanting to return to it. And then like sometimes I get tired or like the alcohol doesn't affect me the way I wanted to. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just sitting here bopping and dancing. I can't get way too drunk. I have to do things tomorrow. I'm I'm so hyper focused on all those other things. So then then it's like I then I see people around me like you and all of our other friends who are like dancing, having fun, like bopping around, like taking pictures and like and seeing friends and seeing people and then I kind of feel like this outcast and it makes me want to go more insular. Like I just want to like put myself in a hole. I know, but what I would hope was that like if you do see me like saying hi to someone you know you can come up and join the conversation but i hate i but i i don't i am not always a leader in that like i need the introduction like i'm not gonna go up and then just throw myself in front of me like hey guys of course not you just go up and you're there because you're with us in the group right so you know you can always just go up to us and be with us and then if i see you oh you're standing here you don't have anyone let me introduce you yeah that's how so like social kind of work but I don't know how they work in the club and also I can't hear anything either so it just it always drives anxiety and stress and so that's but I have to like work through it and that's what I'm trying to work through in therapy and everything else is to understand like how can I get through a night like what does a good night look like how do I get myself to be in a mental state that can like relax a little bit more and not be so stressed and not understand like it's literally just going out and drinking with friends that's the activity but totally for some reason it always my mind it becomes like uh, this this microcosm of like everything that i think of that's wrong in life and then it be, just becomes so hyper fixated the whole time that i get sad i get tired i mean to be fair it's not like every time is miserable there are times i go out and they're it's good but i don't expect going out to be like the best night of my life the best night, sure. but the best night of my life is when I have all my friends over and we're sitting on the couch. It takes energy and effort to socialize, to make sure they like you, to make sure you're presenting yourself and coming off in a positive light. Like you said, I come in the club and I look like I'm from the IRS, okay? I look like I'm someone, I'm auditing this place. And that is not the vibe of fun people, okay? So when I'm meeting new people or meeting people we have met and we're trying to interact with them more to make more friends, it's like, I got to put the social face on. I got to put the happy face on. I have to think again to what we talked about before last time or what they've been doing and create the conversation and act like I care about them, you know? And that's another thing, too. I have to, like, fake like I'm drunk to, like, feel like, you know, they're caring enough. I could have, like, four drinks and it doesn't affect me. But sometimes I can have five drinks and really be sloshed. <laughs> so it's like, 
I think Catherine always says that I don't accept the alcohol. For sure. Like mentally, I don't accept the wave of it because it's like I'm fighting back at every single time I go out. It's just so crazy to me. Like, I don't even know how you don't accept the alcohol. Like, it really is. To me, every time I like feel like sometimes, or I guess not every time, but when we drink, it gets to be like, we're just taking shots after shots after shots. Yeah. And like, you're not really being affected. Yeah. Until all of a sudden. I get really sick. You get really sick. And it's almost like college, like when you first went out. And I do think it is like, this is still like your first year drinking. Like, I feel like you're basically like, we're just a freshman. Like, you basically just graduated your freshman year. Congrats. Of like drinking and like going out and partying, which is a lot. And it actually puts me in a lot of perspective. I'm glad Like, if you're in your freshman year, like... What are you? I am like... You ready to retire? Med school, like, doctorate teaching. Oh, Yeah. I still don't even know what drink to order when I go out because everyone's like, "Oh, vodka like, soda." The menu, yeah. <laughs> well, I I don't want just clear I alcohol. I look at the menu. Well, not I mean not when you go to the club. Like you we, look at the menu when you go to a club. No, I'm that's what, that's what we're talking about. Like oh, ordering at, at the club. At the club. What I do you st- get at the club? I don't know. I make it up every single time. I thought you just get tequila. You like tequila. I like tequila, so sometimes I'll get like a tequila soda. Bob, but Bob, yeah, it is the grossest thing. One thing to note about Boston going out: the gay poor in this city Real. is so. Real, it's not even funny. It's like the one thing that, like, I feel like anywhere else that I've gone out, I'm always like, I wish they would pour a little bit of heavier drinks. Like, even in New Orleans, like, yeah. they don't pour like that heavy of drinks. This city does not know how to give you a like normal amount of alcohol, which is why it's like gross to drink. It's crazy. I like will be drunk going into Legacy and I get one drink and I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, yeah. And it's like it's it's almost funny when you get your drink at a like club here, and you like all take a sip, and you look at each other, and you're like, "Yeah, this is really intense right now." And everything is like, wicked expensive to go out. It's almost like fourteen dollars per drink when you go to the club. Yeah, I mean, we have Club Cafe, we have we have Legacy. Club Cafe is always ten bucks to go, and then drinks, depending on like how cute you are and how wasted the bartender is, kind of range from like twelve to sixteen bucks. Well, that's another piece, too. There's covers every time to go out. Right. And then we have Legacy. Legacy is a 10 to $20 cover charge. Depending if there's a performer. Depending on if it's a performer. And if it's a packed night. I've been on Saturdays where there's not really a performer, but it's they probably have like a porn star there or something like that. And then it's like a packed night and it's 20 bucks. It's a and lot of money. That's a lot of money. Drinks there, depending on how cute and how drunk the, how drunk the bartenders are, are like 8 to 12 So, yeah. It's a lot of money to go out. That's a, that's another piece too. And so then Ubers, because well, there's no public transportation here after one. Correct. So Ubers at night from my place to Legacy or Club Cafe, forty bucks, if not more. Forty six. They don't go above fifty. Oh well, I'm yeah. I mean, maybe but still, five, but, but still, if you went out with just a couple people, and you know, yeah, no, that's twenty bucks a ride. Yeah. And if you Uber there, if you try to go to a pregame before, like yeah. You have to go so early. It's like it's crazy. It's a wild. It's a wild adventure going out here. It's a financial, and that's another thing too. Is that like I start to think about the financial regret of like, oh my gosh, I'm wasting so much money doing this. Right. And yeah, no, after like eight years, you just get used to it. And I'm like, I am wasted. I mean, I think I've gotten it down to where like if I don't drink so much and if I drive home or if I don't Uber, like I can get it to an under fifty dollar night, which I feel successful. Totally. Doing. But it's a hundred dollars to go out. And I didn't even have a good time. So I, I, there's like so much I could have done with $100 that makes me so upset. I mean, weirdly, though, like, so a, f- 
I felt like I wanted to say this, but like you go out and you say you don't have a good time. And I know I go out a lot and I don't have necessarily a great time. But at the end of the day, it does like advance your your life a little bit. Like I think. How does it advance my life? in a way, like, you know, I'm going out and I'm not having a great night. So then all of a sudden my weekend's bad. So like I typically like might go into the, like my weekend bad or I might go into my weekend a little bit good, like good thinking, okay, I've got to rebuild this week. Like I just had a kind of shitty weekend. Let me like get, get it back in, in order. Let me go. Or I'm like, okay, like I, I need to kind of wallow and, and, and reflect on some emotions that I'm feeling. And that's either going to teach me something or getting out of that and moving on to another weekend to have a good couple of days might teach me something. Or if I do make out with someone in the night, then all of a sudden that's a whole thing to think about. And I'm like, you know, figuring that out. If you start to talk to people, if you go home with anyone, it's like things to think about. And then all of a sudden these relationships that you're exploring or trying to get away from or people you follow on Instagram, like, okay, well, let's see what they're doing this week. Cause you know, if you follow someone like on a Saturday and then they do something interesting that you're also interested in like that week, that's, like full free range to swipe up on a story like you don't have to feel awkward at all or like you're going into their dms or anything like you just met them like once it gets a past a couple weeks and you don't really see them out anymore or something like that and it's been a couple weeks since you followed them it's all of a sudden a little weird to just swipe and be like oh my god let's hang out but that first week you can make friends and then all of a sudden you start making friends and realize that they actually have huge crushes on you and then they're one of the ones that like corner you in the bar when you're wasted and start making out with you and you're like oh do I really want to be doing this right now? But you do it anyway. And then you're stuck. And then you're in your next week. See how my life just led along like that? That's how it progresses my life. I just had an aneurysm. An aneurysm? The amount of time that you just spent thinking about other people on their Instagram. I don't care what anybody does on their Instagram. I know. I'm really nervous to like watch that back or listen to what I just said. Like I, I mean, obviously I'm on Instagram. And you're I like, on the Instagram so much. You talk about not having time to go out and stuff. If you didn't record your like candle opening for 25 minutes every morning, like no, you, you would have just as much time as me. If you actually started your work day at nine and did the work and wasn't on your phone for 14 hours a day, you could do some things. You could get some work done. I know you could. I know you can get so much more done. We don't want to go down this. Let's go down this road. No, no. now we're here. No. Now we're here. Like, I don't do want to go get down. The fuck out. No, I don't want to go down this road. Come on. No. I will say, I think one interesting episode would be how much time you spend with your emotions. Because that was an interesting revelation that you just said. <sighs> is that like you experience the weekend and then you spend hours processing your emotions. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I make decisions and then I think about their consequences later no but you spend that's more of a fun way to live than like going through and be like okay what do I gotta do no but you but you don't I like to just be go a wrecking ball during the weekend and then a construction worker no during the week no 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 that is not good is it it's fine for me I mean like it's I not I'm fine for you person. no 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 oh. you don't think I'm in a good spot in my life a good place okay but I'm pretty, like, you know, thriving. I feel like I'm... I think you are in a good place. Pretty well off. In your life. And I think you're doing a great job. But to describe it as, like, I'm going to wrecking ball the weekend and then sit and process emotions for days not talking to people about them and then having to come back around and then act like everything's hunky-dory. Is just my norm. I understand, but you don't think about the impact it has on other people. I feel like you're talking about the impact it has on you. It's not just me. Okay. I mean, I will say it is me, <laughs> but it's not just me. Like, 
and but I also think that leads to like you have a more of an emotional reaction to things than I do. I'm very sensitive. You are extremely sensitive, and that's totally okay and wonderful that you are so attuned and connected to your emotions. It's one of the things I admire most about you and envy most in you because I wish I could be more attuned to listening to my emotions and then being able to manage them. But it can be annoying that like you just take your life and through the wrecking ball, destroy it, and then process it yourself and then come back and then it's like okay like i don't know what to do with that like i want i want to solve a problem right so if you go out you have a wild crazy time you get drunk you make up with somebody you didn't mean to you're like feeling all these regrets so in the morning you're like hating yourself you're upset you're angry you start to realize you've like missed things that you should have done things start to stress you out you want to do things again you try to fix it but your body just shuts down and you just hibernate yourself because and hide my away. problems. These are all my problems that I have to deal with. They're not anyone else's problems. You're absolutely I right. I involve you when I don't feel like I have problems in my life right now that I like can process. Like I can I emotionally have friends in my life, and then I get to points where I get a little overwhelmed, and I create my own problems. Sure, I make my own decisions and have my own consequences, but those are my issues. I never had like I don't know. But your issues, you can process them, but they affect the way. We interact with you. But they shouldn't. But it becomes like we want to do things. We want to hang out with you. So if you have one weekend where like everything goes to the crapper and then it's like, okay, well, then I guess we're out of commission. We can't talk to him for a week, you know, and then it's like a bummer for us because it's like, oh, we get to lose a friend for a week. And then you come back around and then it's like, okay, great. Now he's back and we can have our friendship again. And then you block out again. And it's like. What, how can we fix this? Are, are you enjoying this? Is this good for you? Is this how you want to live? No. <laughs> Was that rhetorical? I don't know. No, I don't know. It's a question to you because, like you said, you I mean, you, you want to release. We want to release with you. We want to go out with you. We want to have fun with you. We want to go to dinner with you. We want to do everything with you because you're our friend. We love you so much. I love you so much. So it's kind of like it doesn't feel like a sustainable thing. If it's something that that is what you accept and enjoy and like and that gives you some emotional fulfillment, then that's great. But it doesn't feel like it does. It feels like from an outside looking in, it feels like you get like bogged down and we don't want you down. We want you to be neutral. Like we want you to be happy. We want you to be feel good about yourself. Like we see the positive in you. So if you have a bad night, our goal is like the next day is like, let's get at it again. You know, like that's what I do. Like I have a bad night, but it doesn't ruin the whole like week. Well, and I don't try to make it ruin the whole week. Like that's not my goal. That's no, I know. But you're like, so attuned to your emotions. You can't always compartmentalize it. We have it. the same like goal. In the, like and you said, like you wake up and you have a bad night. You're like, okay, well, what can we do to make this day a little bit better? Like that's what I try to do too. And it just... It, it takes me a little bit longer, and you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's also, it's just, it's also just years of how I've been doing things. I mean, I don't know. I never like. I think if you really like, if we're going back to if we're talking about it and going back to it. Like when I left for college, I used to be very open. I used to talk a lot about everything. When I left for college, I didn't. I, I was going through a lot. I had just had a cousin that passed away. I was going through my like first kind of like relationship and like having feelings for someone and mm-hmm. kind of dealing with that and. It was a very vulnerable time for me, and it's a very vulnerable time for everyone. It's also it's a big change. I went to a whole new city. Um, my parents just kind of dropped me off, and I was there. And 
I had to learn how to deal with my emotions myself. And then I moved to a whole new city here in Boston. And, you know, for a period of time, like, it, I was, I was, had to do, deal with it myself. And so if I can't deal with it myself, like, then, then I'm in trouble. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that, like, I'm not telling you to, to like, to, re- to rely on other people or, like, not rely on yourself or listen to yourself. Like, please do. <laughs> like, that's so important. Like, like I said, I admire your ability to be attuned with your emotions and feelings and, you know how you're able to use other things to process it you know and like with music with art with your different ways of feeling like for me it's more of just like push it under the rug keep it moving like you can't let this stop your day right and that's not taking care of anything no i'm not saying we're literally not dealing with any problem well i'm not saying that that's the right way to do it but it becomes hard sometimes when it's like it affects you so much that it becomes pointless to try to engage with you because you don't want to talk about it. You feel weird. You're processing it yourself. And I don't know how to deal with that with you. Obviously, that's not my journey to go on. Like you said, it's your emotions. It's your experience. But it's kind of like you, if, if you had a friend that you really cared about and they're, you know they're not doing well and you're just supposed to, what, sit back? Like, I can't sit back and watch. Like, I want to be there, but I know that's not your strategic path, is that you don't call on people. To me, a week is so long, like, to still be processing emotions from something that you willingly chose to do for the weekend. I know, but I don't even know what it looks like. Because if I'm thinking about it, like, you know, it's like, of course, I get your text. Like, I get the text. And I see the text. But I I don't read them in in real time. You know, I'm not feeling a little... I'm not feeling great, necessarily. And so... You know, when y'all are making jokes and having all these fun things, I, nef- I don't necessarily know where to insert myself. And if I am in work and, like, my boss is right there, like, watching me, it becomes very hard to, like, communicate. And sometimes I communicate during work and sometimes I don't. I mean, like, well, it's, it's not a just give but- or take. But then, you know, I get home and then it's like I'm working out and it's like I feel like it's really when I'm, like, on the couch at night that I can insert myself into a conversation or something like that. But by that point, y'all have already gone. And by that point as well... I have now gone through a whole day of work. I have gone through like all of my exercise and everything like that. And I've just made a whole dinner and cleaned up and all that. Nine o'clock at night, like 830 at night. Like I don't necessarily want to have a phone call. I don't want to get on the phone with someone and, and retalk my day. Like it was just, it was a normal day. It was, I, I got through it. Like it was a lot. Like I kind of just want to relax and get my mind off and just watch TV and like hang out or read a book or like do something. But like, I don't necessarily want to just like hop on the phone and start talking to everyone. Like, it's just not where my go to thing is. And then I go to bed and then there's a day where I have kind of gone not talking to you. And it's not something that like, I'm trying to fall off the face of the earth or be a recluse or anything like that. It is simply of just like, this is my day. And I didn't really know like communicating and texting my friends and calling them and updating them with all the things in my life isn't part of my daily schedule. No, and that's fine. I mean, the the point of it is not like we, ex- or me, I expect you to respond every hour of the day. Uh, if you don't want to talk, that's fine. Like, it's it's not like, I don't want to pressure you to like feel stressed out at the end of the day to be like having to recap your day. Tell me the highs and the lows. What was your rose and thorn? What was your uh, hot or not of the day? Um, hot and ugly. Hot and ugly. Oh, Jesus. Um, but... It's like if we reach out with a question, almost like, okay, well, he had a bad day or something, or he doesn't want to talk, 
or it's you ask me questions to things that you know the answers to. I don't always know the. What if, give me an example. I don't know. Where's the phone? It's recording a video. Just give me your phone. What did I do? Okay, so like one is what time do I get to see you on Thursday? Okay. I mean on Saturday. You're texting me that on Thursday. Okay. You know already that I'm bad with time. You know already also that if I give any type of time and it is not stuck to, it's a problem. So that's a hard question to answer to. No, but I, that's like but, that's almost but like a, a normal. Per- that's almost like you know. Do a poll. A normal person. If I was making plans fine, for we'll brunch, do an Instagram poll. Yeah, if I was making plans for brunch, no, the Instagram poll is not some type of like like big world. No, this is what's what's this situation? The situation is me asking, what time do you want to come over on Saturday, on a Thursday? And is that unrealistic? To say, hey, I think I can get over there at 11. I'd be like, okay, cool. Now I can plan a Saturday morning. I can go do my shopping in the morning. And I told, but eventually on Friday, the next day, I did tell, give you a time. What, no. What did you tell me? I said, I would, you said 11. I said, you know, I'm probably not going to get out of my bed then. For sure. That it's more likely going to be two. 11 to two. I gave you a time period of 11 to two. I knew That's I a three-hour time window. I know it's a three-hour time window. However, it, it, what time did know, you get here though? Like one twenty? No, you got here like later than that. No, I did not. You had to have. Oh, maybe you didn't. You probably got here at one thirty. Okay. So you knew it was going to be closer to that time. But it's like plus when I tell you I'm leaving, that's a forty-five-minute window. No, you have. no, I know. I know. Like, if you have errands to do, like, go through your errands. If all of a sudden I text you, hey, I'm on my way, that's a 45 minutes to either finish your errand that you're on right now or it's not do th- another errand and then come back here. I mean, it's like you're not doing any time, like, getting dressed really at all, like, or doing your hair. So what, like, what? I have to walk a dog in the morning. Right. Okay. I sure. have to pick up. I have to do dishes. I have things. What to do you do. have to pick up? Your kids, like from school, like clothes. I was doing laundry this oh, morning. Oh, because on the floor you dropped them. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a lot of time. Sure. Okay. It's no, like, I know you have things to do in the morning. No, but it's nice to have to know, like, okay, this is what I have to do because Thomas is coming at two. Other questions are like, would you want to come like to something that I obviously want to come to? Yes, obviously, Brian. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you're free. I don't know if you're available. I don't know if you're busy. Um, we had an event to go on Sunday, but you didn't tell me you're not going. I'm. A, I've been telling everybody to invite everybody to come and telling them that you're going. I know. Is anyone going to that? We're all going to it. Okay, so yeah, this was a little bit of a bad. I should have maybe responded to you last weekend. Like, what's wrong? Like, you know I'm not going to tell you what's wrong. Don't even. (laughs) No, but that's the whole thing is that, like, I don't know how to deal with you sometimes. I don't know how to. I don't know how to engage. I don't know how you want me to engage. No, I because you want. It's almost kind of like you. You're like the the red light stoplight. That's like okay. A green now is okay. No red, don't come. Green, please come. No red, don't come. I just want to make sure I'm being as supportive as I can as you want me to be. No, I know, and I mean, like, I, I mean, I've also like I've said before that like I, the reason I don't necessarily always speak about my emotions is because. I don't even necessarily understand my emotions enough to speak about them. And I know we can go back and forth like all day about this, but you know, what is really cool is like how uh, in the end of the day, like, you know, we can have very different ways of enjoying a night out. I like to go out and I like go, I like to go out clubbing. You like to stay inside and wake up with all of us. And it's one of my least favorite things to do is waking (laughs) up with everyone and being so gross and tired and not knowing where to go to the bathroom. Oh, please. Um, But and we can have different ways of dealing with things. But in the end of the day, like, I love you so much. And we have so much love in our hearts for each other. That, oh, like, my we God. Get to work on these things. Oh, and for sure. And how 
They're going to affect our friendship. And that's why we have a podcast. And that's that why we have such a fun podcast. I'm, I'm, there's going to be like a therapy intervention or something. We should probably bring a therapist Should on we bring it. a therapist on season two? I season think. two. Maybe the opening episode. Ooh. I have a whole plan for season two. I know we haven't even <laughs> that's season one. our toes into season one, but I have a whole plan we for have season a, two. We have a lot of work to do before I season wish, two. I want to talk to you about season two. Okay. All right. Well, we got we to gotta wrap this up. So yes. let's get into our hot and ugly of the week. Yes. Finally. Okay. Do so, you, what is your hot? Do you is have, it of the week or of the last time we've seen each other? Because I think we have to establish this early on in our podcast so like, we know the rules. Well, I would probably be since the last episode. Since kind of the last time we've seen yeah. each other. Yeah. What is your... So my hot... We're starting with hot? Hot. Hot Unless you're not. But the last You think you're hot, period. but I'm sorry you're not. Oh, uh, big dick nerds. Okay. That's what you think is hot? That's my hot of the last two weeks. Okay. Big, dicked, really smart men. Gotcha. All right. No need to describe me, but I guess for my hot, I would have to say it would be the purchase of a Theragun. <gasps> That's a really good one. That's a really good ah, one. I love the Theragun. The Theragun Mini. I inspired it. Yeah, you, you did not inspire it. You, I completely copied you. And then... Oh, I, and Scissor's album. Well, for sure, but we talked about that in the beginning. Sure, sorry. But, but that, wait, that's yeah. an honorary hot. I guess, yeah, like overall, like big dick nerds are hotter than uh, this is album. Oh, wow. That's a lot to put in the universe. Is that? That's a lot. Oh. SZA would not be happy about that. I mean, Actually, you know what? She probably Obama would. would. <laughs> I think SZA would partially approve. I think so, too. I think so. What's my not of the week? Yeah, what's your ugly? It's not not. not. This isn't not. This is <laughs> I don't know why. Ugly doesn't make sense. Hot and ugly. The hot and the ugly. Like, it's like fun. We're going to get, I hope, every, I, hope, I hope we get dragged for it because I think it's the dumbest name. I think my not would have to be, well, the gun shooting was definitely a not. Oh, totally. Hot. hot. <laughs> ugly. <laughs> definitely being ugly. Another one, my calves right now. Because I worked out for the first time in a long time, and my body has never been more sore. And that is why the hot of this week is a Theragun, and the ugly is me exercising. Oh my god, the ugly of my week is the stupid bird that shit all over my car in a really intense way. I thought there was paint thrown at my car. I woke up and thought that like someone had put a prank on me or something like that. Oof, that's so gross. So gross. Those those pigeons, the pigeons work for the bourgeoisie. And it's like 20 degrees outside and I'm like freezing cold. I have 10 minutes to get to work and I have no idea what to do. I run inside, I grab those orange like Clorox wipes or whatever yeah. and I start to grab a bunch and just like wipe my car. Oh. Like I have to clean my car but I don't have a hose at my place. Right. And then I'm bringing out. Did you get bowls. bird flu? No. Oh. But I'm bringing out bird flu. <laughs> I'm bringing out bowls of water to then pour over my car to get all of the because when you're rubbing it with the Clorox, <clears throat> it's not coming off. <clears throat> it's smearing. <clears throat> so then you have to. It's like this unclenching is, this... and then smearing. Oh. And this is like it wasn't one burn. This was a flop. A flop. This was a full murder that had, like, been constipated the whole flight. But then it saw you and it went... Then it saw my beaming red car and went, time to drop. Anyway. That's intense. Really intense. That's the ugly of my week. So freaking ugly. Well, 
thank you all for listening to another episode. Anyway, yeah, thank you all for listening to another episode of Everything from Top to Bottom with Thomas and Brett. That's me and that's you. That's me and that's you. And that was our episode. And make, um, make sure you're following us on Instagram. Make at, sure you're following us on Instagram and TikTok yeah. at Top to Bottom Pod. That's it. That's yeah. it. And we hope to see you all next week. Next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.